0: welcome to conversations with sports fans i'm your host doug hill and in this episode i'm pleased to be joined by retired high school math teacher and former paralegal pam horton happily married to her husband rick for 45 years pam has been a sports fan for much longer than even that she still includes espn sports center around the horn and pardon the interruption as part of her daily routine whenever possible. We look forward to learning about her story as a sports fan. Pam, welcome to Conversations with Sports Fans.
1: Good morning, Doug. Thanks for having
0: me. I'm excited about this. Uh, You know, for our listeners out there, Pam and I have known each other for approximately eight days right now, and it (laughs) happened to be a little coincidence that we even got to know each other. But it sounds like Pam has a rich history of being a sports fan. So I'm going to dive right in, and Pam... What are some of your earliest recollections of being a sports fan?
1: Well, in in our household, it was always from the women. Uh, The earliest thing I remember is my grandmother, who was a very imposing German tall lady, but she loved the Detroit Tigers. So whenever the Tigers were on, she'd be sitting there with her transistor radio, because back in those days, that's all we had. And uh, you had hell to pay if you interrupted her game. So we, we, we didn't do that, she, like I said, big Tigers fan. My mom was even more so, my dad hated sports, never watched anything, never did anything like that. But my mom was crazy for in particular, college basketball. She would stay up all hours of the night to watch West Coast games. Um, and, and she watched Wimbledon every year. And I just remember her always having sports on and my dad never, ever, ever, watch sports. So in my household it was always about the ladies and and their sports. So that's kind of where I I guess I come by it naturally for my mom and my grandma.
0: Huh. Tell me about the era that your grandma would have been a, a Tigers fan. What what, oh, what time period are we well, talking about that you remember at least?
1: It would have been it would have been the late 50s. Okay. Um cuz I I don't remember my grandfather, and he died, I think, when I was four. So it must have been about that time. I must have been five, so late 50s. And uh, like I said, transistor radio was the only way to go. I don't even remember her having a TV. So I, I'm not sure that that was there at that time. Um, and I don't really remember the names. Like, I don't remember her talking about any players in particular. I just remember that that was her thing. And you dare not interrupt her during a tiger game and my mom was kind of like that when it came to basketball oh if isaiah thomas was playing basketball and this was when he was playing you know in college and that she would uh, really she would shut you down <laughs> very very quickly you did not interrupt their sports
0: yeah you know it's interesting you mentioned isaiah thomas in college he, he went to indiana university and i'm a i'm a hoosier native and ah. My my grandmother was the same way with Indiana Hoosier basketball. She was, you know, born and raised in in, in Indiana. And when, when the Hoosiers were on, you know, you knew that you needed to give her a very wide berth because she was going to be committed for a couple of hours to tuning in or listening on the radio, whatever it happened to be. But that was her thing that she would lock in for that moment in time a couple of times a week during the season it was really weird
1: yeah I, I and i don't remember why my mom was so i don't know how she got so tuned into basketball i did have an older brother who played basketball so i don't know if it came from that my brother was about 10 years older than i was so uh, i remember him playing basketball at the time and whether it came from him playing or what but like i said college basketball she didn't like pro basketball that much. She didn't like the game. She said she really liked the the college game. And um, like I said, I just remember being up at twelve one o'clock in the morning catching West Coast games, which is why I do not know. Crazy.
0: So <laughs> she had no real allegiance to any university that you're you can recall. No,
1: no, other than Isaiah Thomas, no. He had, She had real allegiance to him, but other than that, no, no specific. She just really loved the college game. So, yeah, it was weird. Huh.
0: Uh, I want to revisit one more thing with your grandmother. You you referenced her being a, a rather imposing uh, oh. German uh, person. Mm-hmm. Was she um, born in Germany or was she born here in the States? I'm trying to kind of ascertain how she might have come to be be a baseball fan because I'm always yeah. intrigued by that.
1: I, and no, she was born here in the States. I, I, I'm i not sure about my, my grandfather. I mean, they had very German names. I mean, it was Augustus and Julia Kordekrass. So, I mean, very, very German. And I just remember her being very strict um, and always living in the same little house. But I really don't know much about her before that. Um, like I said, I know she was born here in the U.S., but that's, that's about all I really know. It, you know my grandmother was very, very closed mouth. I mean, she didn't, she just didn't talk much, you know, like I said, very strict, you know, hardly ever smiled, you know, just very, very strict woman, you know? And so, you know, it it wasn't the kind of thing where you'd ask her a lot of questions because just, she wasn't that type of person.
0: You weren't likely to get a lot of answers is what you're saying. (laughs) Uh, No
1: one word answers would probably be about it. Yeah.
0: Um, and we didn't touch on this, but, you know, you are in the Traverse City area. I know now uh-huh. um, was has your family been always from the state of Michigan or the metro Detroit area? Or have they been outstate someplace up north?
1: No, we my my family, both sides of my family pretty much lived here. Uh, both sides of the family were farmers. Um, so I, I grew up in Leelanau County, which is, you know, big farming community. Uh, my grandmother. um had a a cherry orchard Um, on my mom's side um, they had a potato farm (laughs) so uh, yeah they've always always lived here um, for as long as well for a couple hundred years anyway Um, I know one of my great great grandparents came over from Ireland is the story anyway I don't know how much truth there is to it Um, but other than that like I said yeah they've been here for a long time Okay. Always, in, always in the Traverse City area, too. We never, you know, I've lived here my whole life. My husband is a native. Uh, it's unusual up here, but yeah, we're both natives.
0: Which makes it, I, I guess that lends a little more insight into why your mom maybe didn't have any allegiance to any university in particular, because, you know, Michigan State is a couple of hours away. The University of Michigan is a little further than that, even. So you know, she's kind of just playing the field and seeing what's out there.
1: Well, that and and until I went to college, there was nobody in my family who had gone to college. So, I mean, that was that just wasn't even thought about. Uh, So, no, she, you know, I remember over the years her talking about Michigan and Michigan State, but no real allegiance to to either one. Um, That's just not, you know, wasn't in her mindset. Now, me, on the other hand, I definitely have a preference, but maybe we should not go there. (laughs)
0: no whatever whatever you want to talk about is fine by me but you referenced the first in your family to go to college yes um where did you go where'd you go to school
1: well um i started here at northwestern michigan college when i was you know 20 or so and then i kind of had to give it up for a while i had a a family and um I went back to school when my son, after my son was born, a couple, my son's 32 now. So when he was probably three, I went back to school. I went back to school to be a paralegal. And uh, then after that, I did that for about 15, 12, 15 years. And then I decided in my mid-40s that it was time to do something different. And that's when I decided to become a teacher. Uh, I had never thought about it before that. It was never something that I wanted to do my whole life. Uh, but it was the best job ever. I wished I would have done it sooner, um, but you know sometimes life takes you in different places. And because I had a family at that time, I had to go through the university center up here, and so there weren't a lot of options. Um, I ended up taking classes from Ferris up here, and then I had to go. I have a minor in chemistry, and uh, I had to go to a, a eight o'clock class for biochemistry and Ferris five days a week in the middle of the winter, which was loads of fun. And I'll leave in here at 5.30 in the morning then time to be back for a calculus class here at 11 o'clock.
0: So you had to drive two big rapids. Yeah, every day, every
1: day, Monday through Friday, eight o'clock class. Wasn't the best plan, but it worked out and you know, all's well that ends well.
0: <laughs> I, I suppose so, yes. Um. So so talk to me a little bit about, um your earlier interest in sports, you, you you referenced, you know, kind of getting the bug from your, your grandmother and your mom, what are some of your earlier recollections of your own experiences, would you say? Well,
1: I grew up before Title IX. Mm-hmm. Uh, Title IX, I think, was in the year I graduated from high school. And so in school, there wasn't a lot of options. I mean, you played intramural basketball, or, you know, it could be a cheerleader. Um, but there wasn't really a lot of options. I do remember playing, we had a, a summer league softball league that I played on in my you know my early years, um, which might be one of the reasons why I still love baseball to this day. It's still one of my favorite sports to watch. To me, it's just relaxing. Um, but other than that, we didn't there wasn't a lot of things available. Um, so uh, playing softball and then in my early 20s, I started coaching, and I coached girls softball for a couple of years, and then when my daughter and son got into school, I ended up coaching um, every elementary sport you can think of. I coached boys and girls basketball. I coached track. I coached volleyball. I coached volleyball in, in middle school. I just, I've always been I've always loved sports of any kind. I I love the fact that you have to push yourself, you know, that you see all these people working so hard to, to to do something really, really well. And I've just always, you know, been a you know big admirer of people who could do all those things. Um, so other than that, I remember playing volleyball a little bit when I was younger with my mom, you know, at the local school. But we just there just wasn't that many options available when I was growing up.
0: Yeah, and. I mean, as you referenced, we're what, I think fifty years now out from Title IX, is that right? Yeah, close, 72, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, how have you have you seen your interest in sports change through the years now that there are more offerings or more opportunities to be able to be a spectator to watch women sports?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Because one of the earlier things I do remember, I, I've always been fascinated by the Olympics. And I remember watching the 64 Olympics for the first time. I even still have scrapbooks from the 64 and 68 Olympics, because that's the first time I saw, you know, a lot of different sports. And the first time that I saw women in sports, um, you know, in the wintertime, it was always, you know, ice skating and that kind of thing. For But for, for summer Olympics, it was track and field, which still to this day is one of my favorite things to watch. I spent this last weekend watching the U.S. championships, you know, in, in, in Oregon. I love track and field. I, I wished I would have been able to, to do those kinds of things, but that was never an option. So, you know, seeing the Olympics for the first time, you know, you, you, things opened up that I'd never, ever seen before. It just, I just wasn't surrounded buy it up here. And so that's kind of where I got my first, I think, introduction to lots of other sports. And maybe why, you know, to this day, there's, I I love so many different sports, I watch a lot of different ones. The only one, you know, car racing, I'm not real big on, you know, I mean, how many times can you watch somebody go around in a circle or oval, I guess, to be more exact. Um, But other than that, I watch just about every kind of sports there is.
0: Well, well, yeah, I mean, we, I, I, I learned of your interest in sports, you know, rather uh, ironically at, a, at an event we were both at recently. And I think you started your, your speech at the time by talking about getting up early and trying to watch Wimbledon, but there was rain, rain delays or so, whatever. So there was, there were no matches to be seen. Exactly. So so you turned your attention to the Tour de France instead. Um. So, so. You know, it, are you, do you prefer some of the off the beaten path types of sports that maybe you can't see all the time?
1: Well, I, I don't know. I I really truly think I, I like to watch everything.
0: I'm just not,
1: you know, this week has been a bad week for sports watching because right now we're kind of in the middle of stuff. And then with the, you know, the baseball all star game, you know, there wasn't any games on unless you're watching the summer basketball league. It, it's been a bad week for sports. There's just not much happening. You know, so the Tour de France has been on and Wimbledon's been on. So I, you know, been watching that. I feel really, really badly that Chris Eubanks lost yesterday. I was really hoping to get an American guy in there because we haven't had one in, you know, in like 20 years or close to it. Um, so yeah, really, I'm just, it's it's about what's on, you know. I look, one of the things I do when I get to turn on the TV is I go right to the sports thing and see what's on today, you know. And there's some, some things I always watch out for, you know, like the U S swimming championships a couple of weeks ago, I made sure I found that. I mean, I even have a stream one streaming service just to make sure I can see some of those things. Cause it really makes me mad that I can't see it on regular TV anymore. So I have to pay extra, you know, uh-huh, to find, yeah. like, you know, certain things, um, including tigers games. Now. I mean, I watch every, every day that a tiger games on, I watch it. And now I have to watch it like on, you know, peacock or something once in a while which is a little aggravating but um yeah i'm i'm still a hardcore Tigers fan, just like my grandma was i i don't know why because you know as we all know they they haven't done much in quite a while but i still watch them every day
0: well you referenced the fact i think i heard you say earlier that you find the sport to be somewhat relaxing yeah Um, can, can, can you can you go into a little more detail about that because i think i probably feel the same way but i'd love to hear your perspective on it
1: well part of it my son uh started playing sports at a very early age he was very um gifted for his age um he played you know baseball you know t-ball i remember t-ball being you know one of the first times i i spent a lot of time watching it and i remember one play he, he made a triple play And it's because no one else knew what they were doing out there except for my son who knew all about baseball because we watched it all the time. Um, He played soccer, um, travel soccer. He played travel baseball. He did all of that. But baseball to me was, you know, you take your your lawn chair, you take your cooler and you're just sitting there on a nice afternoon, typically, you know, and, and it's just a nice day where with soccer, it was like, it was always cold and snowy and rainy first thing in the morning. So I, I don't have real good feelings about watching soccer games. But baseball was just, you know, it was just a nice way to spend a couple of hours. And I, you know, I, I still feel that way. We've got tickets. We're going to um, two weeks from now, we're going to see a couple of Tiger games. And then we're going to go to see the Columbus Clippers because we also like to go to we go to a lot of AAA and AA parks as well um that's how we spend our vacations sad but true <laughs> going all around it, you know we've been to the Colonels in iowa you know we go to toledo mud hens all the time um it, it's just it, it's just a nice way to spend an afternoon or an evening it's you know i love going to the ballpark
0: and you've been married for 45 years so i'm, I'm assuming that rick is okay <laughs> with all of this um, yeah, is, he... is is he a fan as well
1: he, he is, he doesn't watch as much sports as I do. In fact, we still have a running joke where, I don't know, two years ago, there was something on about Freddie Freeman. And he goes, well, who the heck is Freddie Freeman? I'm thinking, how do you not know who Freddie Freeman is? So every time now when we see him, I always go, Freddie who? Yeah. Um, he doesn't watch as much as I do, part of it because he's still working, sure. Um you know and uh but he never has watched as as much as i do i don't have great sleep habits (laughs) i'll wake up in the middle of the night and turn on the tv and watch stuff you know um so yeah he's he's he he loves sports too he just doesn't pay quite as much attention to it as i do but yeah that's that's okay
0: (laughs) so tell me i'm intrigued by the um the minor league travels tell me (laughs) tell me about some of the of the places that you've been to and some of the uh um, I don't want to necessarily talk about, I mean, if you, if there were players that you saw before they were, you know, big leaders and, and yeah. stars, great, but, but more about just the venues and, and the experiences and some of these, you know, more of a community type of a oh, ball field. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, cause you know, we have a, we have a, a pit spinners here in Traverse city, which yeah. we go see a, a few times a year. But one of my favorites is we went to see the Iowa colonels and Iowa. I think it was Iowa city, Iowa. And we're just sitting there and I, you know, I didn't know any of the players. We didn't know any of the players. And all of a sudden my, my husband says, isn't that Lance Parrish? And he was the coach for, for the Iowa Colonels or whatever. So, you know, just odd things like that. I, we do love going to see the Toledo Mudhens because with it being the farm club for, for the Tigers, you often see people there that are either in rehab, you know, about to come back or, you know, or you know, about to come up, but I don't remember anything, you know, anybody in particular. I know last year um, we were there a couple of times, but I don't remember you know, like any particular person. Um, I, I, like I said, we just go, cause it's, it, it's a you know, it, fairly cheap way to spend some time. Now going to a football game or a basketball game, it's not cheap. Um, we used to, we used to go, Every spring and fall we'd pick a weekend and we'd see multiple sports on the same weekend. So like in the early you know early spring we'd go see hockey and basketball um, you know on one weekend and then in the fall we'd go to like a, a baseball game and a football game you know on the same weekend and we'd try to tie things together and we don't do that so much anymore because the other sports are just become a little cost prohibitive to do very often. So I haven't been to a Lions game and Couple of years.
0: You've, you've or, got me, or you've,
1: a piston's game either.
0: Yeah, you've got me beat on the on the Lions. I haven't been to a Lions game at Ford Field, so that'll tell you how long it's been since ah, I've seen them we, play I, in person.
1: I think we were there once, but I can tell you the year they went two yeah. and thirteen or two and fourteen, we saw one of their winning games, and but that was at the Pontiac Silverdome. So that that yeah. was a little while ago.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um okay, we, we have to revisit the, the team that you have in your, in your hometown there of Traverse city, uh-huh. the, the pit spitters, which the pit I think spitters. is probably cherry pits, right? Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: One of the all-time great nicknames, but is that now a, is it a, is it an independent league team or is that a Northwoods. College... It's in the
1: Northwoods, yes. in the Northwoods league yeah. and it's made up of, of college players, which really makes it kind of a neat game because you can tell, these are all guys who really, really want to play um and and it's 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 fun to watch they used to be the beach bums that's right (laughs) before they were the pit spitters but then it was sold and it's a great ballpark and and what's nice about those small games it's very family oriented you know there's always lots of kids and games and they let kids run the bases you know and they do goofy things um it's just like i said it's just a, a fun nice way to to to, to spend an evening. Um, and they always do fun things like, you know, I just got an email where they're going to have a teacher's night next month, you know, so they give, you know, cheaper tickets to anybody who's an educator. Um, we're doing an NMC alumni night. So you get cheap tickets for being an NMC alumnus, you know, and, you know, they just do nice things like that. And yeah, so it's, and it's just down the road. I mean, it's not even five miles from our house. So it's, it's really kind of nice, and my husband just loves going, you know, on Tuesday nights where you get the cheap $2 hot dog, and his his night is made. You buy him a couple of hot dogs and a beer, and he's good to go.
0: <laughs> and, yeah, I think because of the package I have with Hulu, I believe I'm able to see Northwoods League's games. So I know I've seen some Kenosha and some, um like, yes. Grand Forks and other teams. I don't know if I've seen the Pit Spitters yet, but I'll have to keep an eye out for them. Well,
1: it was interesting. One night at the RA when I was awake at three o'clock in the morning and I'm looking around the channels, I found a Northwoods game and it was the pit spitters, but I only got to see the last inning and they lost three to nothing. So there you go. But I'd never, I didn't even know they were on TV. So that was, that was news to me.
0: Yeah. Um, Do you, now coming from Northern part of Michigan, it was certainly an all day adventure to go to a major sporting event in the Detroit area what was that first experience that you had coming to something do you remember what when that might have been or or what that experience was like
1: I know it wasn't when I was a kid because like I said my parents never you know we never went to any of those kinds of things so it would have been after I was married and I'm pretty sure it was one of those weekends where we went to a baseball game and a football game so it must have been in the fall uh, so we'd go like to a Tigers game on Saturday and then go to a Lions game on, on Sunday. Um, I do remember <laughs> one of the first times, you know, it took our daughter um, and, it, you know, how they have beforehand, you can, you know, get, you know, autographs from the, you know, the team and stuff. And, and Holly runs over there, you know, to get an autograph and she falls down and who should help her up at Kirk Gibson. So that's still one of the highlights of her life. I wished I would have been there to see it, but I didn't. But she did get his autograph. So <laughs> that's still one of the things she remembers is being lifted up off the ground by by Kurt Gibson when she fell down.
0: Yeah. Would that have <laughs> would that have been at the old Tiger Stadium or would that oh, have yeah. been at Comerica Park? At Tiger Stadium? Oh, no, it
1: would have been the old Tiger Stadium. You betcha. Yeah.
0: Um, you are uniquely situated you know like right across the lake actually from green bay uh what is it is it lions country in traverse city or are there a fair number of packer fans up there as well
1: there's a few packers fans but primarily still lions if you go much farther north though and for sure if you go to the up oh yeah it's definitely packers um but we don't talk about them (laughs) But we don't we don't get over like we we've, we've gone to you know Milwaukee games uh, baseball games we've never gone to a Packers game um, you know like I said we we tend to make the the circuit we've been um, we, we've been to Chicago a number of times for games in fact we went to Wrigley Field uh, the year that uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were mm-hmm. were pitted against each other for the home run we happened to see one of their games had a lousy seat behind a, an obstructed pole or whatever but that I still remember that game in particular because I've never felt so much electricity as there was at that. I mean, the the excitement at the time for those two going at it, you know, for the, you know, home run title. And I remember that day they went combined 0 for seven. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the highlight, but I just remember I've never been in a stadium where there was that much excitement about something to see those two, you know, you know, playing against each other it was really very
0: cool yeah i mean there's nothing like being able to be at a live event like that when there's something anything really i guess on the line or, or something of you know building importance whether it be a playoff run right or, you know a record um you know i wasn't able to get down to any of the games in in detroit when cabrera was pursuing both 3,000 hits or 500 homers I know. but I did have friends who went and they said it was that same type of an environment I was I was able to see McGuire in Milwaukee that year I got tickets thinking you know late in September that maybe yeah, this would be yeah. the time but he had already he had already passed the record but we did see him hit a home run so it was kind of cool oh good
1: yeah. so that's better than see him go all for 7 with Sammy Sosa yeah yeah but, Mickey but, is still one of my favorite wouldn't don't you just love the joy that that man has in playing baseball I mean he just looked like he has such a I mean a good time he's smiling you know even now when he's you know only plays every other game or whatever I I wish everybody had a chance to have that kind of joy in in doing what they're doing but he's I you know I love Miggy I'm it's it's going to be sad to see him go after the end of this year.
0: Yeah. I miss him at first base where he would always have a lot of uh, fun with the runners whenever they would make their way yeah. over to first base. Yeah.
1: All the conversations and you see him razzing each other and you know, yeah, like I said, he just, he's got real love for the game, which is really, really neat to see. Yeah.
0: Um so, th- what what do you still hope to see or experience? I, I know that sports travel well, is something that you do on occasion, um, but w- what is out there for you to to still get to, Pam?
1: <laughs> well, I I would love to go to the Olympics. Um, my husband happened to have been in the army in Germany in seventy two during the Olympics, and so he he saw the Olympics there, which was you know kind of an awful experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but I'd love I, uh, I'd give anything if I you know win the lottery I'm going to the Olympics I know Paris next year I'd love to to go to Paris next year for the summer Olympics like I said I love track and field um, I would love to go to the U.S. national championships of track and field someday um, I almost well I yeah I really want to go this year but I knew it wasn't going to happen um, so there those are kinds of things I'd still like to see and do. Uh, I'd love to see the Tigers actually, you know, get better. <laughs> I just keep, you know, I have such hope for them every time. You know, I think, you know, today they're going to do it and then they get within two outs of winning the game and then something goes awry. You know, I, I, I still have high hopes. I know people, there's people think I'm an idiot for, for still thinking that, you know, there's some hope there. But I really, they've got a good young team. So I'd love to see them do something. Um, Football, I'm not as enamored by anymore. Although I think Dan Campbell, there's some things that could happen there. Um, uh, Hockey has never really been, you know, I I like watching it in person, but I, I don't spend a lot of time at it. I do. One of the things I've done since my retirement is I work all the high school games here in trevor city at the for the central high school i do the ticketing for the basketball football soccer baseball softball all of those games and so that kind of keeps me you know in the games a little bit and you know get to see you know the young kids and what they're doing and and how they're doing and so that you know i, I enjoy that a lot but when it comes to you know what i want to see or do well i'd still like i'd love to do um a, a travel where I can hit as many ballparks as possible. You know, I've been to like New York and, and I still would like to go to Boston. I've never been to Boston. I'd love to go to a game there. Um, so there's still some things I'd, I'd like to do. Spring training, I would love to go to. Of course, in uh, 2019, we were in Florida, ready to go to our first spring training games. And you know what happened that year. That year everything got canceled because of COVID.
0: Well, that was tw- actually 20, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah 2020, 2020, sorry.
1: Yeah. yeah, we were we were in Lakeland, all set to go, and everything was canceled. So, you know, I still haven't <laughs> made it to spring training yet, so there's hopes of doing that. Um, so that's just a couple of things I'd still like to be able to, to do at some point. You know, I could spend the summer just traveling around watching stuff, but... Yeah, I'm not sure my husband's quite ready to do that yet.
0: <laughs> no, you, uh, you, you reference the Red Wings, and it dawns on me that don't they have their training camp up? Oh, in they do. Traverse City is that open to the public at any point? Are you able to it see is. any of that? Yeah,
1: it absolutely is, and I've been there. Um, like I said, in 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 my capacity of doing like tickets and stuff, because sometimes they have uh special things with the high school local high school teams. Um, I've never really. I mean, I've watched parts of you know their you know, they're whatever. I can't think of what they call the game at the end, you know, when they're, when they're playing each other, Mm -hmm. I've seen parts of it. I've never sat for the whole thing. Um, Hockey is like I said, it's, it's, it's not way up there for me. I hate watching it on TV. I like watching it in person a lot better, but it's still, it's, it's kind of like soccer. (laughs) I love soccer in person. Watching it on TV is, you know, not so exciting although i i did watch the you know the world cup and all that this last mm-hmm. year but you know there's just some things that are just way better in person
0: yeah well speaking of uh, i know it's not in person but odd hours and some tv <laughs> viewing for you the women's world cup will be starting here pretty soon and that's going yes. to take place in australia and new zealand so that may meet your needs in terms oh. of you know your your erratic sleep habits. You might be able to feed the beast a little bit there, huh? And,
1: and I will. I don't know if you <laughs> watched the Espies last night, but they they had a um, they had a, a bunch of the women's team players from past and present up there, and I don't remember what a, what award it was. You know, Vanguard Award or something. I don't know what it was, but that was really cool to hear some of them speak some of them that you know were around years ago and then some of the ones that are still here today and you know of course they were talking about their fight for you know opera you know equal pay and all mm-hmm. of that and and the one woman was talking about how the first year she played they were had to use the leftover jerseys from the men's teams oh. you know and, and and they were getting ten dollars a day for food and you think about i mean yeah they've come a long way but that still is, I, I, that's just so hard for me to believe that, you know, that, well, and just look at the basketball, the the college basketball, what was it last year when they were complaining about their facilities versus the men's facilities? Yeah. Um, you know, they got a, you know, a couple of machines in a gym somewhere and the men had this, you know, huge workout area. So there, you know, with title IX and everything, you know, we, it, it's come a long way, but there's still a long way. For parity, um, that's for sure. But I, it was just really neat to see that women's team up there and talk about, you know, some of their experiences over the years. So, yeah, I definitely would be watching that because I, I do like, I do like soccer. My my son got me hooked on soccer when he played it, and it's a good game to watch too.
0: Yeah, um, you referenced Paris next year. Now twenty eight, it'll be in Los Angeles. Does that make? See, it, does that make it that, more doable for you? Do you think
1: that's a possibility? Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, I'm not sure what's got to happen between now and then, but I, you know, I, I would love that. I, when, when the Olympics is on, I, I literally, I mean, I will watch every waking moment and there's times where I purposely wake up just so I can see stuff that, you know, I really, I don't know what it is about the Olympics. Like I said, I, I remember my first one in 64 and then in 68 is where I really got hooked on the Olympics and, and I don't know what it is, but just seeing all those people come together, you know, from all over the world and, you know, which is why I love watching world championships, like in Budapest next month is the, uh, you know, track and field uh, world championships. I'll be watching that. Um, it, it's just amazing to me that people, you know, that they can do that. You know, I, 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 it's hard for me to imagine that the work and the time you have to to be so good at those things. Um, you know, I. I just think that's amazing. I, I wished I wished I would have had the opportunity to do some of those things, you know, not saying that I'd be like that at all, because I'm, believe me, I'm, I, I can run a long distance. I just can't do it fast. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I, it just, the work ethic that those people have and the drive they have, it's just, I just find it amazing and, and awe-inspiring.
0: In, I mean, you referenced 64 and 68. I'm I'm too young to remember any of those in person. There, I mean, it, you know, it, but I recall that 68. You referenced 72 and, and some of the tragedy that occurred there. Yeah. 68 was not without controversy, uh, with the uh, the track athletes from the American men's team and the protest oh, on the yeah. podium. The, yeah, the raising yeah, of their yeah. fists. Yeah, but yeah, in any, anything City. that stands. Yeah, anything that stands out from either of those two Olympiads that really captivated you at at that. You know, I guess, you know.
1: Well, one was, and I I don't even know if you know, you know, Jean-Claude Keeley. Yeah. uh, yeah. In the 68 Olympics, you know, skiing, which, you know, living up here in the north, you would think that I'd be a skier, but I've like skied once or twice in my entire life and no thank you. Um, He he was amazing. Of course, you know, that was the year of Peggy Fleming and, and, and ice skating. I remember our, we were, our house was a mile to the nearest elementary school and they had an ice skating rink. And I remember I'd watch, you know, ice skating and then I'd, you know, walk, you know, a mile with my ice skates down to the ice skating rink to go ice skating and envision myself. But believe me, I, yeah, I can't do any of that stuff. Could never do a jump. Couldn't, yeah, can't do any of that stuff. But um, in 64, the only thing I remember about 64, cause I would have been very, I mean, just barely 10. Um, I just remember that was the year that there had been a plane crash that killed a number of athletes, and I can't even remember exactly what the sport was, if it was even summer or winter. It's just kind of a vague recollection in my mind right now. My memory's not what it used to be. <laughs> um, it, just I remember a plane crash that, that killed a number of athletes that would have been at the 64 Olympics. I wish I could remember what the whole story was, but I, but I don't remember. Um, and, of course, I do the 72. Absolutely. I remember watching it on TV and, and watching, you know, everything happen with the, you know, Israeli athletes. And what my husband remembers most from from that time, uh, that particular uh, Olympics was he was at the basketball game where oh. U.S. played Russia, where oh. like every time you thought U.S. won, oh, we got to add two more minutes or oh, we got to do this. And he was there for that game. And he he said it was the worst travesty you know he's he's ever seen you know um uh so that's that's what he remembers most about that one um yeah i like i said i just I, I don't know what it is but bringing all those athletes together and you love seeing athletes you know from some you know like they're the only two athletes from this entire country you know and they're there and it's like i said how cool is that
0: yeah i mean it, it really is it it is a spectacle um i somewhat discouraged with how you know commercialized it has become ah. it is you know way different than you know we're talking about 64 68 72 and even for me 1980 and my wife and i were able to visit lake placid a few years ago just ah, to, yeah to see how you know, and there's no way that a, a that a town or a community that size could ever host an olympiad again because of how massive it has become well mm-hmm.
1: how how yeah, how costly it is, and then yeah. you see what ha- happens to some of those places you know a year or two later, and you've got buildings that now are no longer used for anything and yeah it just seems like what what a waste of money <laughs> yeah. you know in, in some of those places um yeah, it's it's yeah, it kind of loses the whole point of 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 athletics and the fact that you're supposed to be bringing people together to you know, to do their best and, you know, all that, and then you've got all that commercialism and millions and millions and millions of dollars being spent and wasted in, in, in a lot of respects that, yeah. yeah, that's, but, that's just the world these days. <laughs>
0: yeah. But it, but it is really inspirational to see that one or two team delegate or person delegation from a nation that comes out and perhaps finishes, you know, in, in 12th place in their heat or what have you, but they still are one of the yeah. top 12 in the world.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I remember that's the only, t- I mean, where else do you get to see things like the luge? I mean, you know, it, it, that's just not something you see a lot. So it's, it's neat to see the you know, the bobsleds and, you know, and I, I love speed skating, you know, remember Eric Haydn and, and yeah. speed skating and all of that, you know, and I still watch this, you know, the speed skating this last year, the world championships. Like I said, it's just, I don't know how somebody can't get excited about that when, you know, somebody comes out of nowhere and and wins a medal or whatever, you know, it's just, yeah, very cool.
0: (laughs) Well, Pam, I cannot thank you enough for your gift of time today and your, your recollections and, you know, some, some great things for us to think about. It was, you're you're right. There are so many more sports than the big four or big five, if we want to include soccer now uh, that we should be paying attention to. And we haven't probably probed those quite enough on this program in the past. So thank you for bringing it to us. Oh, you betcha. Like I said, it was fun. Very good. Thanks again. Thank you. Conversations with Sports Fans is a production of The Sports Fan Project. Our theme music is, fittingly, entitled Wooden Championships by Lobo Loco. Please visit our website at thesportsfanproject.com for more information and to contact us. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with other sports fans you know and invite them to give it a listen.